following podcast contains spoilers and some pretty nasty language. We watch it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Watched a Thing with Billy and Dave. How you doing, mate? I'm better than you, sick boy. Yeah. You crook again. Sorry if I'm lacking my regular gusto. I know that I usually bring (laughs) such a high level of energy to the show, but I have been on my deathbed since last Wednesday with the COVID, so we are recording late, but that's okay. We're doing doing what we do. We're doing what we say on the tin. We watched a thing, mate. We did. We watched a thing. Yeah, because luckily I got to the movies about five hours before I started getting <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw this on Wednesday and then Wednesday night I'm like, wow, my throat feels a bit sore. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get straight into it then. Saltburn is a 2023 black comedy psychological thriller film written, directed and produced by Emerald Fennell. We fucking love Emerald Fennell here at We Watched a Thing. It stars Barry Cogan, speaking of people we love. Jacob Elordi, Rosamund Pike, Richard E. Grant, Alison Oliver, Archie Mattaquay, and Carrie Mulligan. And what is it about, Dave? Uh, it's about a poor fella from the wrong side of the tracks who manages to finagle his way into the good graces of a very well-to-do family of yep. uh, a friend of his. He's a student at Oxford. Um and gets sort of invited to spend the holidays out at the rather luxurious family <laughs> yeah. home. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a comedy of manners ensues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really curious to talk about this one. You saw this one before I did, and I think originally you were just going to do like a quick spoiler-free review on the show, and then you were like, no, we, we got to talk about this one. And yeah. uh, I'm glad you, I was going to see it anyway, so I'm, I'm glad that uh, we did. So let's get straight into it. Um, like we said, we both love Emerald Fennell, massive yeah. fans of Promising Young Woman. I went into this with very high expectations, possibly too high. I let me. I just want to temper things there a little. I loved this movie, but maybe not quite as much as I was expecting to. But I think my expectations were just far too high. Like this is still a very, very strong movie. It's it's yeah. a hell of a lot funnier than I was expecting it to be. I like, was in hysterics. It's it's an interesting movie because I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a black comedy. I don't think that the story really is funny or is even probably supposed to be funny. I feel like the story is quite a straight drama thriller, but the characters are so outrageous and the dialogue is so hilarious that that's where the the humor is. is. The dialogue is intense. I mean, Oh, the dialogue is intentionally funny, but I, I particularly, um, Richard E. Grant and, and, um, Rosamund Pike. Oh, she Uh, steals the show. Hilarious. She is, deliberately like it's not incidental they're meant to be funny give her all of the awards honestly oh my god she was so funny her delivery of almost every line is i was a lesbian i was a lesbian once but it was it was just all terribly wet (laughs) men are so lovely and dry (laughs) like just everything she says just cracked me up she absolutely killed it give her all of the awards i think what i'm saying when i think of a black comedy i i think of something where the situations themselves while dark are comedic and i don't think that actually happens once in this film i think that all of the 
dark and tragic moments in the story are played very dark and tragic. At its lightest, the scenes are mildly unsettling and uncomfortable. Yes, yes. But there are free multiple instances of just deeply disturbing oh yeah situations there are multiple what the fuck moments in this yeah. movie yeah that I, I you you wouldn't believe them if you read them on paper yeah <laughs> that, like that's yeah. gonna be in a mainstream movie it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's not <laughs> yeah i think the movie is written and directed tremendously emerald fennell absolutely crushes it again the cinematography yeah. in the film is gorgeous the set design, the props, the costuming, everything. The choice to film and present this movie in Academy Aspect in 4.3. What, what you thought of that. that I was, love it. I, I, I liked it. It a lot, And I, I think a lot of this is deliberate based on what little I've heard her say in interviews about this film. Um, there are a lot of parallels. I mean, for, for, you can draw similarities to... Talented Mr. Ripley, but I think I mentioned that. I've heard, I've heard that, yeah. It's at, for at a me, superficial I, level in terms of the story. But the deeper comparisons to me go all the way back to the Ealing comedies and in particular, I don't know if you've ever seen Kind Hearts and Coronets. No. Um, where it concerns a poor, distant relative of a very wealthy um, noble family in England who slowly kills his way through the family until he yeah, is right. the heir and yeah, heir apparent, yeah. but is then arrested and and <laughs> yeah and um even the font choices yeah on the title cards are an allusion to that and i think that's why um the uh, aspect ratio is the way it is as, as an additional sort of yeah. throwback to those very d- dark sometimes comedies uh yeah that um uh, kind hearts and currents they all had fucking alec guinness but kind hearts and currents is famous because alec guinness plays every member of the family yeah right not the not the young guy but everyone yeah. he kills yeah whether right. they're male female oh, young, old, it's out. all alec guinness yeah um and it, it kind of unfortunate that i'd heard her make that well she didn't overtly make that reference but um and i think yeah. it was ali plum on the bbc said Oh, I, even the font of the title cards drew an allusion to a certain one of those Ealing comedies, and I just went, "Oh fuck!" Now I know which one it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went right. into it knowing, because the first half of this film doesn't really hint at the second half. The first half, it's sort yeah. Of, I think the movie guy that you, you you feel uncomfortable for him, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and. It does um, a sadly, really... I was waiting for the turn right. because of those illusions. I think it does a really interesting job of playing with its characters. Like Barry Cogan's character is, particularly in the first half, like like you said, very sympathetic. Um, and you know that there's something kind of creepy and weird about him, but you don't know to what extent. You know, like obviously no, we're going to get into spoilers on the show and stuff. I was actually surprised by some of the twists and turns the film takes, even simple little ones. I didn't see it coming that he was lying about his parents. I never once oh. suspected that that was a lie. And then when it came up, it was like, oh, wow, that's And such a lie as brilliant. well. Like, e- yeah. Even on the drive out oh, when yeah. it's getting increasingly uncomfortable, I thought, oh, it's not going to be, it's, you know, they're, they're going to be alive or he will have told. But I didn't expect yeah. it to be this almost Complete, idyllic home. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not that they're just <laughs> assholes or they're, 
not as poor as he said, or it, it's not even a little bit. It, it, it's yeah. complete fabrication. They're perfectly lovely people. Yeah, yeah. And he's the asshole. Yeah, um, the, the movie does surprised. a really interesting job playing with its characters in that way and the way that it slowly builds and reveals their inner workings to us, particularly Barry Cogan, who, you know, he is, he's the, it's interesting that he's out in and protagonist in this film and yet Even halfway the through the film, yes, we're still learning things and seeing what is actually happening in his mind. I think that's a really smart and interesting choice. Back to the aspect ratio, not only I think does it call back to things, I think it works just from a cinematography standpoint as well. We often talk about, particularly when we see really, really widescreen films and about what that does to the cinematography when you're looking at landscapes. But very rarely do we talk about the opposite, and I'd like to for a minute. I think that the aspect focus, ratio here focuses your attention in exactly, on. and it makes everything feel a lot more claustrophobic, which is an interesting choice when you're dealing with this vast, grand set. Like mm-hmm. this is meant to be this huge mansion, and instead of seeing all of this wide stuff around, we're looking at a very limited it's, view, it and it really it works a- for me. It turns it into a play almost because yeah, everything yeah. is everything is one set. And yes, that's it, it totally true. The sense of space around it, and you're just yeah. focusing in whether they're, um, you know, on one of the outdoor settings in their picnics or yeah. in the, the, you know, even the even when they're big rooms, you're sort of only seeing the dining table or you're only seeing the bar. Yeah, or, yeah. Um, and it does it draws it draws it, the focus in a lot tighter. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant um, choice by Emerald Fennell. I think that this movie is one of the best-looking films of the year, and it's ironically not one that you would think that off the top of your head when you're watching it. It's not a showy film at all, but the cinematography and, and the editing just really works to serve the story. I think it's so nicely put together. Yeah, and it, it, it really does showcase what a beautiful part of the world Oxford is as well. Oh, yeah. Both the, the um, when they're up sort of on campus and, and at the university, and then obviously yeah. the... The, the home which is stunning it's yeah. all just so english and so beautiful and it just it made me want to be there having a pint by the, by the <laughs> river having a punt along the water yeah um i i really liked the tack that she took with the character of felix as well obviously who is a gorgeous man oh, <laughs> i just yeah. need to jacob a lot yeah and not just gorgeous <laughs> he i mean the entire cast is fantastic but he had a really tricky role to play mm. being both, I guess, this, in some sense, smarmy rich kid. And you never really and, know and what's yeah, going on with him larger either. Than, larger than life yes. object of affection who is mm-hmm. just effortlessly, effortlessly gorgeous, intelligent, yeah. well-dressed, all with seemingly without trying. But yeah. the, the choice to have him be a just ridiculously, genuinely lovely person... Yeah, he's 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 not a dumb rich kid. That's he's right. Not up himself, he's not arrogant. He's yeah. he's not Jude Law from Mister Talented Mister Ripley. He's yeah. not. He is down to earth. He has no. He he genuinely doesn't care that Ollie is poor. He oh doesn't yeah. Care. He just wants to look after him, be a nice guy. Um, in most cases, this character would be a lot more of a rich kid. Yes. But having him be just really nice, I think, was a, a that's right, a, yeah, a very good turn. 
in a in a lesser film, the majority of the comedy would have come from that character being a you know either a smug prick or you know being the stupid foolish rich guy. But it, it doesn't. He is probably played as the most straight character in the film, you know, both him and, and Ollie. And it's kind of, it's everything around them that brings yeah, the that huge sense of comedy. All, all, almost all of that sort of elitist wanker side that you would expect, you know, if we were back in the sort of late 80s, James Spader would be playing that character. And he'd yes. Be, yep. He'd be a lot more upper crust. All of <laughs> yeah. that wankiness was sort of taken away and given to Archie Badecki's character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a complete twat. He's, yes. Um, and and he's the hateable one. And yes. And then all of us, you know, we sort of have this weird situation where uh, for, the, for at least the first half and even, even in the second half, even when you know that you shouldn't, your sympathies are still kind of with Barry Keegan. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. But really, the hero of the movie should be <laughs> Jacob Elordi's character because he's the nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why I love the way that this movie gradually just lets things happen. And it's it's quite a short movie. It's not long, but I think the pacing is perfection. Um, but you're right. The way that, you know, that guy is such a prick and such a dick. It's really clever then that, he's the first guy that Barry Cogan kind of fucks over because by that point you are still on his side and it it's a really clever turn then when he just starts doing things that are completely off the rails. The thing as well is the first couple of times when, as we later find out, he's Ollie's starting to manipulate things. Yeah. I was still, I was in two minds. I was like, I don't think he actually did fuck over, um, what was his name, um, Farley. Yeah. With with, with the uh, the email or whatever. How could he have done that? That's just, you know, it just seemed like a karma's coming to, down yeah. on the, the asshole. Yeah. And the, the, again, you know, the, the, when the um, kind of... Uh, Rosamund Pike's friend, the kind of hippie woman. Yeah, was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who dies. Also, also gets rid of it and who dies. So you're sort of thinking, did you orchestrate that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put anything past him by the time you get... No. I, I mean... Barry, Barry Keegan's performance in this is about the bravest I've seen an actor be in oh, anything it's, it's, like, it's simultaneously he, hilarious and tragic that the beautiful shot of him humping the dirt is one of the like honestly you could frame that on a wall i love the composition of that shot and it is it's both hilarious <laughs> and horrific and tragic all at I once i can't think of another a more delicate way to put it but when he's the way they film the scene where he's slurping the jizz water out of the bath. Oh my god, that was yeah. yeah. I mean, and again, it, it's tragic and not many funny actors would have even once. agreed to do oh, this. No, and no. In but, terms uh, of you know, well put together, and, and harking back to the one hit wonders episode. Yeah, but the dance oh, sequence at the end. The needle drops is, in this film are great. As far as brave acting goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 
Just hey, flopping, flopping schlong to murder in the dance floor. Flopping around all over yeah, the joint. He's gone full trunk. <laughs> the um, I, I I love the way though that his character is. I've I've used this phrase a lot, but the way it's presented to us and the way that we learn things, but. The way that his character is clearly much smarter and much more manipulative than at first you even think. You know, like you think that he's kind of, he comes across as not only like poor and stuff, but very socially inept. But you slowly realize that he's actually very good at manipulating people. Like the way that he gets Rosamund Pike on his side and even the sister V when there is that, you know, the scene with the period blood. <laughs> yes. And, but what he's really doing there is like, Oh, he's he, Charles he, Manson level. He, he knows. Yeah. He knows what she wants from him and what she needs from him mm. to get that level of control over her. And it's, it's insanely brilliant. Like he's just absolutely nuts. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's done. You're, you're right. It's the pacing. The pacing is mm. so good because yeah. every time you think, oh, my God, they've lifted the lid. Now we see who he really is. Yeah. No, no, there's there's like four more levels to come oh, of, yeah. of yeah. what an utter, utter sociopath he is until the final one with Rosamund Pike oh, in, in the bed with the breathing tube thing, which oh. I like, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Can I ask you about the ending? Like, because it's a tricky one. It's not. It's by no means a happy ending. Um, <laughs> it works out for our protagonist, though. Like, where where were you on the ending? What kind of feelings did the end of this film leave you with? Well, I think that's what's so clever about it. You're you you're actually, or maybe it's just me, and I'm a sociopath too. <laughs> I was left almost with feelings of satisfaction. Well, you you Which is are how manipulative like, this movie is. Yeah, because that, in terms of the narrative feel... structure of the film, yes, it's yeah. a classic. You know, everything is resolved from the point of the narrative, so yeah, you are it's, left it's, with kind of a feeling it's a of completeness. It's it's a usual suspect ending where you're left going, "Oh my god!" And you you've got you can't help but kind of respect the realization of what a yeah. what a yeah, admittedly twisted, but what a genius this guy's yeah. been, and he's yeah. been the one pulling the strings the whole way through mm-hmm. even the very earliest scenes when you were so sympathetic when he was he manipulated Jacob Elordi into giving him money when he couldn't in, out of sympathy when he couldn't pay for drinks and then you realize yeah oh my god you even had money then you I know were, you, were, yeah. you were pulling strings then yeah yeah I was <sighs> the same that that was the big one that was like wow I did I didn't see that coming and to be honest I don't know how much we needed that flashback other than like you say, I do, I do think it's very interesting to realize how early all this manipulation started. Like well, even, yeah, I think that's the, the difference between him getting out to the house yeah, and realizing I don't want to leave here and then doing what he has to do to stay yeah, compared to no, no, he, he even got himself invited there. The entire thing was a, yeah. a ploy yeah. from start to finish. He never was, um, Harking back, I'm sure you've seen Primal Fear, Ed Norton's yeah. first film. Yeah. Harking, it, it's it's that realization. Oh, there never was the good guy. Yeah, it's always yeah. been the bad guy. It's it, it, they weren't both there. One, the, the good guy was a complete fiction from the from the outset. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. That was a that was a anvil dropping. Yeah, I know that we have spoken about her previously, but I would just feel really remiss if we let this episode end without once again 
Rosamund Pike, I just need to, she needs to win an award for this film because it's, it's, it's very easy to look at what she's doing and say, well, she's the comic relief. It's not a complex role. But by the end of the film, that 100% is not true. Like she she is is doing a lot of lifting in this film and she fucking smashes it. This is my favorite Rosamund Pike performance by a country mile. And I like Rosamund Pike. She she needs a best supporting for this for sure. It's absolutely brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Like she and in fact, I think it. it's it's possibly the best acting I've seen Richard E. Grant do. Certainly, in oh yeah, he's many fantastic. Years. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the whole family after Felix dies, yes, that dinner scene, the way each character deals with it, yes, including yeah. and we haven't mentioned him yet, but Paul Reese, who plays the butler. Mm, yeah. Um, who who I've I've liked for many many years. I, yeah. It took me a moment to recognise him because he's aged so much since last time I saw him in something. Yeah. I remember him in sort of TV dramas and mysteries back when he was, you know, early twenties. Yeah. And he was this tall Jarvis Cocker looking <laughs> handsome British bloke, and um, but he, he he I think was fabulous the whole way through as well. Yeah. And the sort of the sort of restrained emotion but he was obviously very protective of the family yeah. and the the awkward scenes where he's like i'm trying to close the drapes and i can't and yeah just amazingly put together scenes yeah i, I mean spoilers for to be honest only a couple of weeks because we're not that far off but i can tell you already that this is going to be in my top five of the year told you if something's yeah. gonna push <laughs> what was it Fucking <laughs> what horror! Food. Was it Thanksgiving that you were saying? Oh, yeah. Aaron, it might not be the top five. It's going to be in my top ten. <laughs> yeah. I reckon this is going to be better. <laughs> Thanksgiving was great. It's definitely going to stay in my top ten. <laughs> uh, we should we should try and get a guest on for that. Um, Jason from Binge Movies is going to join us for our worst of the year. Mm. Um, we should definitely look at getting a, uh, someone on to do the best of with us. Um, yeah. Leave that with us. We'll we'll do something. Cast <laughs> something out. See who see who's free. Yeah, but yeah, hundred percent. I loved this film. I'm scoring it a. I mean, fuck. It's at least a nine out of ten. It it very easily could rise to a ten on a rewatch. Um, but I'm a nine at this stage. Yeah. Yep. Lockstep. Me too. Nine out yep. of ten. Nice. Absolutely. It, at brilliant. the moment, I'd need to go back. I can't remember everything I've seen, but. It, it's definitely in top five. This could even be my best of the year. With, yeah, yeah. Sort of without actively looking at everything else that I've seen this year. Yeah, because um, a lot of things this year have been disappointments. Um, uh, yeah, that I thought were going to be good. Yeah, um, looking True. at you, Ariasta. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we'll be on for some uh, good stuff next week too. Because we'll do a double next week. We'll get to bottoms, uh, which I believe you've already seen. I have. Yeah. No spoilers. Um, I'm looking forward to that. The trailer was very good. I went into that with high expectations. And uh, we're also finally on this side of the world getting to the holdovers, which I've really been looking forward to. I'm a massive Paul Giamatti fan. You love a Giamatti. You love a bit of Giamatti. I do. And I like Alexander Payne as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. I've been keen on that since I first saw the trailers about six months ago. So I haven't seen the trailer, so I'll be going in nice and cold. Nice. All right. Well, that's next week. Hopefully I'll be feeling a little bit better as well. (laughs) uh, Yeah, yeah, croaky fuck. 
<laughs> in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthing.com or wewatchthing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and X, all under the handle at wewatchthing. And do not forget to join the new We Watch The Thing Facebook listener community where it's been yes. a lot of fun. It's been good. And, and go give us some five-star reviews. Yeah. If you, help, if, you, <laughs> if you want to help support us, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthing. And you can also now find us on Podbean where the show is hosted if you want to comment on stuff. And we'll catch you next week. Toodle pip. <laughs>